0: Welcome everybody to the In the Dome podcast, 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 podcast. Well, how the hell are ya? We beat the, we're 2-0 against the Leafs this year. Hey, J.D. Bunkus, how's how's that Riddick, how's that
1: Riddick guy looking? All-star David Riddick.
0: Hey, J.D., is he still suck? Is he still a joke? Is his name a joke still? Are Flames fans still delusional? A joke
1: to you, J.D.? Are,
0: are you and I still delusional? Is David Riddick, Riddick actually shitty?
1: Or is he an all-star? Or is he a great goaltender?
0: Hey, J.D. Bunkus, we really need to know. Can you come back on the fan? Come back on
1: the fan and then delete whatever you say again and look like even more of a clown. If
0: you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, J.D. Bunkus, some clown. Actually, you know what? We both liked him. We both liked him before this. Before this, we both liked him when he came on the fan. We thought he had good takes, had solid opinions. Seemed like a nice guy. But the last time he came on the fan, which probably will be his last time Gareth on the Guaranteed. And
1: we will not let this die. No. We're not letting this one go. Y- you
0: can't you can't come on air and say what he said. Honestly, I didn't listen to it, but Chase Weeb, if you're no. listening.
1: Yes, if Chase is listening, Chase knows. Chase heard it.
0: He sent us a, a pretty detailed report of what was said.
1: Because if you don't know, so... Uh, Here, let me pull it up while yeah, you're talking. pull it up. Pinder, Ryan Pinder, had JD on the show. Again, I've heard JD on there before. He seems like a nice guy. He hosted some show in Toronto. But anyways, he had him on. And apparently the story was that he was completely ripping David Riddick. This is like, I don't know if the season had started yet. It was in September or maybe like really early on in the season. And he was totally ripping into Riddick saying he's, he's no good. He's definitely not a number one. fans are absolutely delusional for thinking he's a
0: number one goaltender. I'll, I'll tell you when it was because I got it right here in my All DMs. Right, there we go. November 8th. November 8th. So yeah, a month into the season. And here's what... What Chase said he said is that J.D. Bunkus said the Flames fans are delusional and that Riddick had way too small of a sample size and that he wouldn't be a starter on three-quarters of the teams in the league. He also mocked the nickname Dave, Big Save Dave, saying it's pathetic. What? And as mentioned before, he said Flames will never win a cup with Riddick. (laughs) Because he would get it lit up in the playoffs when teams were better. What is wrong with this guy? Also said that Smith starting in the playoffs over him last year shows how bad Riddick is.
1: And there you have it, folks. J.D.
0: Bunkus So ended. So from now on, now that you all know, J.D. Bunkus, that's J-D-B-U-N-K-I-S on Twitter in case you want to go remind him.
1: Although he does block Flames fans from what Chase said.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been very selective in how hard I remind him. I
1: remind him when we play the Leafs. Yeah, me too. So anyways, and then the story was, we, we were like, shit, we got to listen to this. And we go to listen to it, and it's like the audio file wasn't working. This was
0: like 45 minutes after. Like
1: right after. Sportsnet erased,
0: erased it from the face of the earth.
1: Pinder even had, had it tweeted out. Got JD on the show, deleted his tweet. JD even responded to you in a tweet. You had you had added them and were like, hey, what's your deal?
0: Well, all I said was that, oh, quote unquote experts giving their opinion on the flames even though they don't watch the flames. And he said something to the effect of, well, oh here, here's what he said. Never said I was an expert. And a friend asked me on their show, so I came on and I was joking. Like, what are you talking about? You're a
1: paid analyst and you came on Sportsnet 960.
0: Did any of what I just said sound like a joke to you? Did it sound like somebody was joking? When you start using words like pathetic, delusional. Anyways, all to say, he said all this.
1: Then they deleted any. F- it's gone off the face of the earth. Everywhere you look, it's gone. So that motherfucker, he knows. He knows what he said was wrong. Or does he? Now he knows. Oh, he knows. He knows now. He knows now after David Riddick completely—I don't want to say single-handedly because I thought the Flames played okay. Was, no, fuck. I'll say it. Single-handedly dismantled those bitches in Toronto.
0: God, he was good. He was so good last night. Was that mm. the best goaltending performance we've seen in a Flames uniform
1: for a while? Like uh, I can't. Like, do I think I can't. Th- maybe Smith well, in the playoffs. Says, Probably since Riddick's last game in Montreal, where he was goddamn excellent, even though the team laid a goddamn egg. But yeah, like that was probably the single best goaltending performance we've seen since yeah, probably Mike Smith in game one. Yep. He was great. So
0: And at the same time it's there's no part of me like surprise. There's
1: zero part of me that's like, oh, David Riddick's playing well? No. Absolutely zero part of it. Like
0: me. someone on Twitter said something like holy shit, Riddick's good. He don't no. Riddick played the game of his life. Someone said on Twitter. No. And I said, you know what? Actually, he plays like that more often than not. Like, most of the time. Obviously, it was to a greater extent last night. But he's... How do you think we get the name Big Save Dave? Right? Like, people just think we just
1: made this shit up? Well, it's partially a slight to Mike Smith, too. Because it's like... Well, he in response to all the stinkers he was letting in last. I year. never
0: heard. I never heard that. But yeah, you, you said that's where it originated. Was. I think that's
1: where it originated because and,
0: and and there's a there's a little bit out there that Riddick doesn't like the name. I've heard apparently. So probably if he's alluding to that, yes. If his name evolved because Mike Smith couldn't make a save, then yeah, he wouldn't like it because of that. But come on, come on. And if you're at the game and David Riddick makes a big save. Can we please do the big save, Dave? Chance? Oh
1: shit! What is the lack? What is with the lack
0: of that? The last time I actually heard it legit was last year when Tampa was in town and he made an unbelievable save. And but the thing was, as the chant started going, then Tampa came down and scored. Yeah. So it's like it didn't even last very long. We gotta get that chant
1: going. Unless he legitimately doesn't like it, but I don't even give a shit. No, you
0: will, David
1: Riddick, You have to like this. So dude. do we want to break down the, the terrible, the no good, very bad? Horrible day in Montreal game first. Sure. Okay.
0: What's there really to break down? Nothing sucked. I I, honestly, I I think they were still had their mind on Edmonton.
1: Well, okay, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. I I didn't even think that's their fault. No. It's been a fucking media circus because apparently the media, specifically, well, you know what? I would say Edmonton media, but Calgary Sun, if you consider that media as well in Calgary, they've been like, won't let this shit die. Like you think Matthew Kuchuk like did something hor- horrible to somebody?
0: You would think that like, he this ended. This is ridiculous. You would think the way everybody's acting that he ended Conor McDavid's career. It's insane how much this is still going on. No, actually, he just laid out a goon three times. A goon that's fucking made way di- dirtier hits all throughout his career.
1: And the thing that's the thing that's driving me nuts is like, okay, I totally understand if you're playing it up for like the storyline. Next game, yeah, that's cool whatever, but the fact is, like, every goddamn day, there's a new think piece being written by dumb idiots about, like, whoa, what's going to happen next time? The latest one is some asshole who apparently writes for the Calgary Sun, that Trico guy or the fuck, advocating that the Oilers should try to hurt Johnny Goudreau on the 29th. Like, what the, what
0: is this devolving into? Like, does that guy have less than half a brain? Do you know what happens if you target Johnny Goudreau? Guess what, Connor McDavid, you're next, fucker. It's so stupid. I'm so sick of this. So you know what? I don't even blame them if their minds were
1: elsewhere during the Montreal game because the fucking media is obsessed with this shit. It's true, and like, and again, like, not in a fun way. Like, I think, I think we're having fun with it. A lot of the Oilers fans, (laughs) not so much because they're insane. name, Name
0: one Oilers fan that's having fun with this. They're all like acting like it's Armageddon.
1: Well, the thing is, too, they keep... They're, like, they're, acting, yeah. like, they're
0: acting like Matthew Kachuk is fucking Hitler. Right? Like, seriously. It's like he laid out your plug. He laid out the biggest plug on your team a couple
1: times in a game. He's a fucking goon. Like, I don't get all the uproar. And the other thing, too, is like Oilers fans have kind of ruined this for everybody. Because I think everybody was like, oh, this is fun. This right? Is, like, the, the Battle of Alberta is supposed to be fun. When you see a billboard of Matt Chuck going up in Edmonton, it's How? like, oh, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Oilers fans have turned into this big fucking, like, social justice campaign that, like, we're scum of the earth because we don't donate all of our money to charity. It's insane! Which, by the
0: way, did all go to charity, idiots. Here's their new one. No! It was never meant to go to charity. No, that was never the intent. How The guy who started it, Moe, which we're going to have on the podcast soon, by the way. Because he's awesome. Plus, we need to hear this whole story laid out. He's but. literally like, you
1: idiots. It was all going to go to charity. No! He's
0: like, yes. No! Yes, it was. No!
1: That wasn't your intention! No!
0: Uh, okay, I think I know what my intention is. So, we
1: should just say, really good job by Mo. Like, so much money has been raised for like different charities and shit. And like, over twenty thousand for ALS or something. Yep, the
0: latest thing was he bumped it. We reached like it reached five. Goal, yeah, it reached five thousand very quickly. Yeah, real fast. And then so they increased the goal to ten thousand. Yeah, and then CG ninety two said that they would pay for a billboard, and all the proceeds would go to ALS, and then. And then oh, some wow. weird weathers fans are well, all like... Well, no, that was Brett Wilson said." Oh, yeah, Brett
1: Wilson would match. Which yeah. he did. He did. So
0: right now, it's over 20, probably 22, at least 1,000. I haven't checked it today. Yeah. $22,000 for ALS. Mo's going to meet Snow, uh, Snow. Chris Snow, yeah. Like, this is a big deal. This is big BFD. This is sweet. This no!
1: Is awesome. And they're still, like, going nuts. No! No, you
0: can't. You can't do that. No! Like, could you fucking cry anymore? Like, I don't get it. Like, and the thing is, they keep coming to us, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you'll just be sitting here and then your phone will ding and it's like some idiot Oilers fan telling you to fuck off on Twitter. It's like, what are you doing? Go away.
0: This, This is why. I mean, we were looking at how bad Edmonton's been and it turns out they have the most... Losses of any NHL franchise in the last 30 years.
1: 30. Since 1991. Because we're sitting here,
0: we're like why, are they like, why are they like this? Why are they insane like What is this? going on? Like, they're not even normal. Right? Like, it's not normal behavior. And it's pretty interesting that the most popular tweet we've ever tweeted out before was basically saying, if you're wondering why Edmonton Oilers fans are as delusional and insufferable as they are, dot, 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 no other NHL franchise has more losses than the Edmonton Oilers in the last 30 years.
1: Well, it was insane because I saw this stat where it's like they had the most losses of the decade. And I was like, well, I bet it goes back a few years before that because they've, like, they've made the playoffs once in 13 years. They were like the worst team in the league for five years straight. So we, we, were, just, what? we were just here like going back going back another year, another year, another
0: year, another year, another year. It's like, holy shit! And then there was a couple years when Columbus took over number one because they were the expansion team. Yeah. But, but if you go back beyond that, then they take the kick. It's unbelievable. And then you realize, okay, this starts to make sense because here you have a team. They had Wayne Gretzky. They won four cups. They were good throughout they the years. They won five cups! They won five?
1: They won one without
0: Gretzky oh, right, in 1990. Right, right. right. So through from 1980 to to 90, like they were good. Same with the Flames. Yeah. And then from then on, they've been the worst NHL team in the entire league. The worst franchise. The worst franchise
1: period. End of story.
0: This is why they are the way they are. Because they have this weird complex of we were good once, but we've been we've been the worst. We're we're dead last in the last 30 years. And I, that's why. And in they a, can't reconcile. It's because, like cognitive dissonance for them. And because a lot, of, a lot of times what you see is generational fan bases. So I don't know what the percentage of the Oilers fans now have never won dick. Ever. It's, or it's, even been to the playoffs. It's a lot. It's, a, it's the large majority of them. Like I was born in 85. I don't remember the 89 Cup. Zilch. I have zero memory.
1: Well, even so, most, most of their fans. How many times they made the playoffs, and not. And again, we we're not saying we're any better. But it's not like we're insufferable tools all the time, but our hockey team.
0: But just imagine like being brought up. The Oilers are, are the ama- best. Are amazing franchise, but then you go through thirty years and you're literally the worst. That's the only thing I can think of. Cognitive dissonance of why they are the way they are. It's really I mean, ridiculous. You can't even have a conversation. You can't talk to them, and then they flip. They do the thing where it's like, how many cups do you have? Well, more often than not, what I find is that they default to personal insults. Oh, totally. But either go to
1: history, but then if you use history against them, like we did, we're like, you have the most losses in 30 years. They go, oh, what's
0: history got to do with it? And then they start with the personal insults. It's insane. As soon as it goes to personal insults, I just, I move on. I don't. I have trouble. Because it's like, you don't even know my name. You're going to give me a personal insult. What the hell do you know about me? I have a bit of an issue. Anyways... I lose my cool. A bit but say the thing about the Toronto fan.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I, some Toronto guy on Instagram was like, or was on Twitter. He was like, Oilers fans, for the most part, are literally the most insufferable and delusional and aggressive. It's like, he said he has never had any problems. And I, I see this, too. It's like, have you had any problems? This is why I've said for a long time that Oilers fans are worse than Canucks fans. Because I've never seen or dealt with this mass of Canucks fans being so insane. Given the past seven days, I like one hundred percent agree. Can now, can you think of another fan base who would go this ape about something so in, insignificant? No, even Vancouver fans would be like, "Yeah, you're right."
0: Right. So, like, they will defend the undefendable to death for no reason. Like, apparently, is that not the like the definition of crazy s- psycho? Yeah, psycho. Whatever, take your pick.
1: So, I, th- I think they're the, they're the, ugh, they're insufferable. Anyways. Anyways, moving on. That's why we sucked, we, we blame the Oilers media for why we sucked against Montreal. And,
0: and, I and to cap that off, like, I mean, we already said this, but Cassian's the victim here? Yeah, right. I don't understand uh, this narrative. It's Zach Cassian. Look at his history.
1: Do they not remember when he high-sticked Sam Gagne and, like, broke his jaw? And then the next game they played when he was in Vancouver, poor Gagne has got like no teeth and a fucking thing, a, whatever the jaw thing is, a protective thing over his visor. Cassian's making fun of him and like shoving him around with this thing on.
0: Like, That's a dick. It's got to be kind of weird Gagne joining the Oilers after all that happens, right? It's like you're the asshole. <laughs> you're that- the asshole. Well, I mean, this is the team that traded for the
1: guy who broke Connor McDavid's collarbone. Right and had a public feud with, so no, don't put anything past the Oilers. Yeah. There's, there's something in the water up there. So
0: apparently, Zach Cassian is Cinderella now, and he's a victim. It's so weird how the narrative has shifted. Like, how do you like, change, How do you how do you turn the tables? Yeah. that now Zach Cassian was targeted. Aw. well, that it's, it's unfair. Yeah,
1: how is it unfair? Because that's the thing you would usually hear. It's like, why doesn't Kachuk go after... Like, he would hit McDavid.
0: Why did not he go after Cassian? It's so unfair that... He did! He needs to fight! It's so unfair he needs to fight! He needs to fight! It's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's a absolutely absurd. Anyways, the last point I want to make on this, as I said it last time, which is like... It's the code. It's respect. Says Zach Yassian. Sure. Honoring the code, respect, yeah. When a guy is literally on his knees on the ice trying to protect the back of his head and you're literally trying to kill him. Where's the code then? Where's the respect? It's just like, it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Every every single angle they try to take with this. It's mind-boggling. It's insane. Yeah, it was a dirty hit. Well, it was perfectly legal. Perfectly legal? Everybody player safety said it was legal? No penalty, no suspension. You know what was illegal? What Cassian did? Anyways,
1: Jesus. It's hard, not to, it's hard not to get down this rabbit hole just because it's been like so... The media has been so goddamn obsessed with it.
0: So apparently the league has talked with both general managers of both teams. And George Paros is going to be there. And they've warned the clubs. in the building, and that's what I said, right? Well, the last thing you want is to to see this turn into a, an injury, a bad exactly. injury. Well, that's
1: that was my first concern. Was like, because that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it happening live. Was like a, the Bertuzzi thing. Like this shit can get pretty scary, especially when you got a crazy person like Zach Cassian, right? But I, I, I said this last week
0: because at the like, end of the day, you need to protect your players. Exactly, it's because safety. It's a business. Totally. Like you tell me Matthew Kachuk is better out of the game? No. You think Johnny Gaudreau is better? You think they want Johnny Gaudreau to get injured? You I think you know they what? want. They think they want McDavid to start getting targeted. That like what would happen in the game if McDavid missed a season? Exactly. That's what
1: George Parros and I said this last week is like guaranteed player safety and the NHL has talked to both teams and said you can't pull any shit in this game in the 29th. You can't do it. You're facing heavy fines. You're facing severe punishment, whatever that may be. Guarantee they've said that. There's way too much money on the line. You don't want guys getting hurt. End of the day. That's all it's about.
0: Do you think Matthew Gachuk tried to injure Cashin? I don't know. He just tried to fucking catch him with his head down. Well,
1: yeah, and it's like like if you heard Brian Burke, and I'm not a huge Brian Burke fan, but I do like... He's a pretty smart guy, and some of what he says I agree with. He was on Tim and Sid, and he said... The way Kachuk hits him twice is that he kind of turns his butt into him, right? Yeah. Not his butt, but he turns his body. And From Burke's standpoint, he was saying that's to avoid like an elbow coming up or to actually hit him in the head. I watched it again. I was like, yeah, yeah, that looks about right.
0: You know how I know Kachuk wasn't trying to injure injure Kassian? Because he was trying to goad him into a penalty. Exactly. He's not going to get goaded into a penalty if he's injured. He's going to be lying on the ice injured. Plus, if you look at how he could have hit him,
1: Zach if he Cass- wanted to hurt him. Have you seen Zach Cassian hit guys? Have you seen him hit Brendan Dillon? Or uh, there was a San Jose Sharks defenseman he hit last year. In the fucking head was the principal point of contact. Matthew Kachuk went out of his way. If he wanted to hurt him, he would have hurt him with that hit. He had him in a vulnerable spot. He could have killed him. Yeah. He didn't. He just decided to get the the
0: elbow to the head. have yeah. been real easy. Zach Cassian and the entire Edmonton Oilers fan base. Matthew Kachuk wasn't trying to hurt Zach Cassian. He was trying to goad Zach Cassian into a dumb penalty, which he did, and we won. Okay, back to the Habs game. All right, so we sucked ass. We were brutal. Like that so, was that was a really you could bad see, game. You could see why.
1: You could see there was no. And I the, mean, the other how, we've just we've just twenty minutes. Was twenty minutes of on like, something that happened a week and a half but ago. That's where everybody's
0: heads at. Yeah. So I could I listen, and on the flip side, the Habs were. They've been struggling, and apparently, Coach Julian had a
1: Glenn Gulletson freak out at practice on them, so they were probably ready to go. And yeah. that I think that's what I noticed more so was the Habs were ready to go and played a really good game. Yes. Yeah, so you, more had, so the, than we you had the dads. best
0: of the worst of both worlds exactly. happening simultaneously.
1: Yeah, totally. And I, you know, like I was looking at the numbers afterwards, and I was like, they definitely dominated possession, but we weren't too bad scoring chance wise. Like we even had more scoring chances. So. It wasn't like one of the worst games in the world. One of the things that did concern me, though, was that we got shut out. And Riddick played great. Again. We didn't give him runs for it. And we're the, we we're the worst team for getting shut out this year. We lead the league in being shut out. Six times? I think it's six. I think it's six. It's, might be seven, but I'm pretty sure it's six. Pretty sure I saw six. The thing that is concerning to me, and was still a concern last night, he's seeing as we scored one goal last night, is that Johnny Gaudreau is doing dick all, for the most part. Well, he's been better. Sure. And he's looked better. Sure. He's still not scoring. He will. Will he? Oh, yeah.
0: I got a feeling Johnny Goudreau and Sean Monahan are going to have an excellent second half. They
1: sure as shit better pull a reverse of last year and turn on the goddamn Jets here soon. Because I was posting some stuff on Lindholm on Instagram, and it's like, yeah, he's been scoring, but a lot of his underlying metrics suggest that he's kind of—he's in a writing shooting percentage. He's scoring more than he probably should be. So as soon as that starts to regress— if Monaghan and Gaudreau don't pick up their fucking... Pull up their socks. Is that the expression? Pick up their... Pull up their socks. They could pick up their pants. Pick up their pants and get the fuck going. We could be in for some serious trouble. You know what might help? Get back on off that line. No shit. Okay. Here's my other thing. I think it's becoming very apparent that we do need an NHL coach. Because, especially in the defensive zone, we're running around way too much. There doesn't seem to be any structure. I don't know. I, I don't see... Jeff Ward, I know we have, what are we, like 15-5-1 or something? We got an excellent record with him. Excellent record. I'm still not seeing what I need to see from the team to suggest that he's the guy for the job. And the only reason I'm saying this now is because Gerard Gallant was fired and is now available, and he should be our next head coach if we were smart.
0: What do you think the chances of that happening are? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. But that would be sweet. I, I I have a feeling like Tree will give him to the end of the year. Yeah, me too. And then reassess everything. Because like you like you said, wasn't Ward in, in trees?
1: Yeah, he when, when he hired Galton, he was he was interviewed. So, so
0: Ward was in or uh, Tree Living was interested in Tree when he interviewed Galton. Yeah. Could you imagine hiring Galton? <laughs> like seriously.
1: Well, Jeff Ward kind of seems like Glenn Galton a little bit to me, 2.0. But
0: Well, he's definitely better.
1: And then the other thing I'm starting to notice. Is Marciordano
0: going to score a goal ever again? Did you see his numbers? I think he did this last game. They compared his, his numbers through whatever we played, 40. How many games have we played? 40, 48, 49. Through 49 games last year to this year, it's like astronomically different. It's unbelievable. He's on pace for what?
1: Oh, he's what? He's got three goals this season or something?
0: He's on pace for 35 points. He's five goals this season. Could you imagine if he ends the season with 35 points? What did he have last year? 80? Like
1: plus 70 plus, like 74, 75, something like that. Could you
0: imagine going from 75
1: to 35 points? He 74 points last year in 78 games. He was almost a point per game. So that's another... I think that's another big problem with our offense this year. What's with the offense? Like, the offense has dried the fuck up.
0: Okay. Remember I said I figured this out? I got a I remember.
1: Ooh, I remember.
0: What did okay. you figure? Because we were talking about this yesterday. It's just like... You're going off, no, I think this is a mediocre team. And I'm like, well, you're you're probably just comparing it to last year. And I think that's part of the problem. Is that we had such an anomaly of a year. Let me put this into perspective. If Tampa Bay doesn't do what Tampa Bay does last year, we were the best team in the entire NHL. And the main reason is because of the amount of goals we scored. So the reason why we seem so mediocre this year is because... We're comparing ourselves to the best team in the NHL last year, the best team. That's a that's a pretty big comparison, and so that's why I think because like we were having this conversation yesterday. Well, we're actually first in the Pacific. We can't be that bad. And I mean, it is tight.
1: It's all relative though. Like the Pacific is ass this year.
0: But you know, you look at who's top in the league. There's a few teams that are kind of like out there doing their own thing. Well, I think the thing like. That's what
1: I think is concerning is, like, last year, was it an anomaly? Probably, like, because even if, even if one of these guys, Giordano, Monaghan, Gaudreau, I know Lindholm's counting stats have been there, but I don't think he's playing as well. And then Kachuk, like, he's he's been the best of those five guys, but he's still not on pace for 85 points. Like, even if one of these, like, why are all of them regressing? Because I think if you had asked most of us last year, definitely asked me, and be like, "Yeah, Gio will probably regress in terms of his points. He's older, and Lindholm will probably fall off a bit." Yep. But Gaudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk should be onwards and upwards, and they've been nothing but. That's true. Like what the I, I just that seems to be the fault, the crux of this issue to me is those three guys specifically.
0: And then if you compare the two years, they're like night and day. We it's had not three, even close, dude. We, well, we had zero adversity last year compared to look at what this team's been through this year Jesus it's like not even close like we we danced through last year like there was like we had no no major in, no
1: key injuries we had z- almost zero injuries we were healthy we were, all year we were
0: clicking all year long yeah. when when Smith sucked Ritter was excellent when when Rick faulted Smith actually pulled through like we, we just like do you know what I mean we like we couldn't stop scoring I just don't understand... And the thing that's
1: freaky to me, too, is like... This is why I'm concerned. It's because I can't identify what the problem is because there's so many goddamn problems. Okay, we can't score. We're 23rd in the league in this season in total goals. 128. In terms of goals against, we're leaky as fuck. 142 goals against. 19th in the league. Yep. Compared to last year, like... It's not even close. We could score at goddamn will last year. Like, yep. literally at will. Well, like, that's why we had so many back. I'm with. pretty sure we had the school goal, di- one of the highest goal differentials, and definitely were one of the top two. Third in goal scoring last year. Tied at the San Jose Sharks for second in goals four last year. So, like, I just, I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. It
0: must be Hathaway.
1: Oh, definitely Hathaway. And who else? Oh, Smith. Well, Neil. Smith's puck handling ability in the defensive yeah. zone.
0: Neal's leadership. Yeah. Smith's Smith's puck handling ability and Hathaway's. Well, there's one.
1: Uh, there's another thing. Sorry to just quickly, quickly uh, change the subject back to the coaching, but like, I know you were really unhappy with Bill Peters stifling of our transition game. Yeah, and have you seen an improvement on that since Jeff Ward's been here? Like a bit, not really, but nowhere near to where we were last year. And that's why I think I think so many of us are like, "Fuck yeah, get Gerard if He's available. Great transition coach. If you watch Vegas, they forecheck like goddamn madmen.
0: See, to me, that would be like lovely to see the Great. Flames actually have
1: being a, have an aggressive forecheck and yeah. transition through the neutral zone to speed. Like I don't, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what is wrong with the team. Well, But yeah. if I had to guess, if I just had to guess, because I think it does come back to the fact that Johnny Bidrow is not as effective. And if he's not as effective, the rest of the team isn't effective in scoring goals because the offense runs through him. So is it a personal thing? I don't know. Maybe it's a systems thing. Maybe the current system that Bill Peters has been rolling out and the one Jeff Ward, because I haven't noticed much different systems-wise since Jeff took over Maybe it's stifling Gaudreau. Maybe he can't do what he's good at, which is flying through the goddamn neutral zone, scoring off the rush, using skill. I don't know. I I can't figure it out, man. But we can't score and we can't defend, and it's a really bad combination, and it's good. Like, again, like, they were saying this on the fan too today. Steinberg was like, yeah, it's great they're winning. It's great they're in in the first place, but, I mean, like, they can't keep this up and expect... They can't. I don't think they can. They can't keep playing like this so inconsistent on a night-to-night basis. They can't keep this up and expect to be first in the Pacific Division and, or expect to even be in the playoff
0: conversation. Can they? Well, I agree, but I also think that they can't help but get better. Yeah, maybe. Because they're not going to get worse. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get worse. I, think I don't they,
1: think Johnny Pedro can get worse right now.
0: Oh, that's the thing. I think they've... And,
1: and to be uh, fair he he has played like you said better like I thought yeah I thought he was fine last night I, I
0: think we've seen what the worst looks like this year and I think we're over it I don't think I think we'll only get better and that's the idea but coming back to this point I mean you have three teams that sit atop the league that are you know ahead of a decent amount ahead of everybody else at least eight points. In Washington, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. Guess how many teams you have in the league between 54 and 60 points.
1: Pretty much all of them other than Detroit.
0: 15 teams. It's
1: so weird. And it's weird. We were saying this at the beginning of the year too. It's like, it's kind of like reverse parody where it's like everybody was good for a while there. Now it's like everybody's meh.
0: Everybody's middle of the pack. Yeah. So, and we're in that conversation. So, when I'm looking at this, like, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, we were not the best team in the league this year like we were last year. So, I mean, that's what we're comparing where we're at now to. Yeah. But we're still just as good as, you know, the not the greatest teams in the league, but the next 15. The Oilers. We're just as good as those next 15. So, we're probably going to see a lot of separation in the second half here. And I think, honestly, we're going to... I think we're in a in a in a good spot. Obviously, I think it will come down to coaching. The coach needs to be able to address the aspects of the game that have room for improvement, and I honestly need to get better if we even want to make the playoffs. Because if <clears throat> power play, because <clears throat> I agree, if we just stay the same from where we are and don't get any better, we might miss the playoffs. I think we'll miss if we keep this up.
1: But I don't. I don't see how we don't get better if we keep this up. We're not going to make the
0: playoffs. Unless the coach is a legit, not an NHL coach. Which Which I kind of tend to think. Which there's a good chance that that's the case.
1: Because it's just like you score one goal in two games on the road here. It's just not good enough. Like score. And again, like I I, I think we've been pretty leaky defensively. But I think at the end of the day, it just comes back to our inability to score goals. And like... I don't know if Brad Shilling's gonna go try to address this via trade. Yeah, he is. You think he is? Yeah. The word is there. The new word is that they're strictly looking for a right-handed top six forward, which would assume to me they're trying to like because fucking Michael Backlund should not be playing on that line
0: right now. Michael Backlund should not be playing Michael anywhere. Michael having a rough season. Other than their third center position,
1: dude, I would put him right now if you're if if you're distributing the lines as they should be. Michael Backlund's your fourth line center right now. Derek Ryan's the third-line
0: center. Yeah, maybe. If, right? If if you're doing a strict comparison, I think you'd like to see Backlund... He's been dick lately. ...reclaim yeah. that position.
1: And to be honest, it'd probably be a similar thing with Lucic with Derek Ryan. It's like, sure, he's been effective on the third line, but he'd probably even be more effective on a fourth line. Like,
0: imagine De- like Derek Ryan on your fourth line. Imagine
1: your third line right now is like... This is the same problem we had last year, right? It's like a third-line... Well, it's kind of the reverse. It's like our third line's been good, but they should be the fourth line. We're missing we're still missing a line, right? Yeah. There's one that, line that's that, just like shit.
0: And that's why, like, if you get in our topsic guy, then everybody slots perfectly. Yeah, totally. Because then you can move backland well, third you line if, center. Imagine
1: your fourth line is Ryan if your fourth line is with your current third line. Minus Dubé, It's Lucci Ryan, and Reeder. Yeah. It's a solid fourth line. Yep. Yeah. That would give other teams fits. And then your third line's Backland. Backlund. Bennett. Bennett. Panny, Backlund Bennett. Take your pick. Yeah. Dubé. Dubé. So, fuck, he's got to do something. Do you think, Free you, living. Do you think he's going to do something?
0: I do. I really do. I'm not sold. I'm like, I'm convinced he'll do something. He knows. Like we said. I think he like we he said, he's not a complete idiot. And he knows what he needs to do. I think he does, but I'm now, just- the question will be, what? Is what he does do going to actually be good enough? Because I don't
1: want him to be like, oh, I tried, guys. I tried when he like just gets Tyler Foley for a second. I don't know. Are you on the Tyler Foley wagon? I'm not there yet. Well, I don't you're... think he's what this team needs. I think he would help if you were, to, to be honest, I think what this team needs is two top six forwards. So I think if you brought him in and got somebody else, then I'm going to do it. But just him, just adding Tyler to to this team is not going to address the scoring. What team. if you
0: add Tyler to keep him and sign Tyler Hall in the off season? There you go. So there's a, there's a couple of different situations could play out. Yeah. But I, although Manji Pony's been great on the top line,
1: Manji Pony's been great there too. But I think.
0: But then why not have a guy that can compete for a, a top six role?
1: Yeah, exactly. If you can, if you can even filter out whoever that guy is. Because the big sore spot is still who's playing with Kudryavtsev on hand, right? Like I don't think you're breaking Linholm and home up right now. Why that, would you? you? I mean, no, they, fine. they're doing
0: good. more than you could ask of exactly. them. Exactly, they're playing top line minutes against other teams' top line top lines and taking they're the lion's share play and scoring, taking the lion's share of puck possession. Each yeah.
1: Day. So I the, that's fine, but Backlund on that, and I've suggested recently, like maybe it's time if we're not going to trade Sam Bennett, if for the time being we're not making a trade. Put Sam Bennett there, because where on with Monahan and Goudreau. I wouldn't. I put you know what I do? I put Dubay. I put Dubay there too, but I think the Dubay Ryan Lucic line is working well enough that it's like I think like is there going to be a time for Sam Bennett where it's like Okay, hey, we need to know we need to know because well, you can't just sit on your fourth line I if think, you're not going to trade. Well,
0: yeah, I think the time is. Right now, you're seeing it.
1: So that's what I'm saying. It's like, put him on the second line. He's on the fourth line. Give him five line. games there and say, this is it. We have to know if Sam Bennett is legitimate.
0: I think we already know that answer. I think we do too. I think the next question is, is but, he a, is he a legitimate third line player?
1: Sure. But Can, I, I just think with the shit that's going on right there, I don't think Bacton's fitting in there. I, j- I would just like to see Sam Bennett get a shot there. Interesting. See, I'm over it. See, I, I've we, been over we, it for a while. And we were opposite the start of the in season. In the summer, but it's just now that I've seen... Again, Like if, if they're not going to trade him, and they're going to keep him, I just think he's an upgrade on back on there. And it's like, hey, we need to know right now. I need, We need to fucking know what Sam Bennett is.
0: What Johnny and Monty need is they need a guy that can think the game offensively as quickly as they do.
1: Yeah. Because
0: see- Lindholm can do that, yeah. but you can't stack up your top line with, with the three of those guys. You've seen... Lindholm more effective rounding out your top six by splitting them up. Well, I think you can. But who else on the team can think like that? I'm thinking maybe Dubay can. Yeah. Even though we've true. seen signs that Dubay's probably another year or two away from actually being a legit top six guy. That's true. I just think, Sam,
1: I don't know. I think this is more of a Bennett thing than it is a Goodron-Monahan thing for me where it's like, okay, let's fucking see what we got with this guy. But... I don't... I think... I'm over it now. It's such a sore. Because
0: that's where I was at the start of the season, and he got his chance and he didn't yeah, do anything.
1: And that's the other thing I said too is like anytime he has got a chance there, he's been so underwhelming. Yeah. But he does live and breathe with confidence. So maybe if he told him, Okay, we're putting him here for five games, maybe it could work. I don't know. So what do you think of the game last night? Ridiculous side, he was fucking great.
0: One more point on that. That's why I think like a guy like Taylor Hall. I mean, Jeff Skinner's not available, but a guy like Jeff, like someone that you know, can think the game as quickly as Monty and Johnny do. Because otherwise, you have a guy slowing them down, like like Backlund. Yeah, he th- can think the game on the defensive end. I think that quickly, even though his defensive stats he's been are rough, rough this year. Well, he's been playing with Monty and Johnny. Yeah,
1: but even on his own, he's been pretty proud. Yeah,
0: but you like I don't know. can't fully fill that. I maybe.
1: I don't know. I think you need like again like I. Like, you I think th- ideally you need two guys. Like I think, but you need one of them to be like you're saying a like, legit, absolute top line player.
0: Like even even Ryan might be a better fit Like Johnny. Oh, John no, definitely. Totally agree. He may not have the skill. He's smart, but he can at least think at that pace. Yeah,
1: I think honestly, I think that would be my next move if you're not putting Bennett there.
0: Because ideally, you oh, have Ryan there. ideally Switch Ryan and backland yeah, ideally you can bring in someone that has the skill and can think. Yeah, and because like I think DeFoli is the type of guy who probably has the skill, but he may not be able to think as quick.
1: Yeah, totally. And you, you've seen Ryan and Johnny play good hockey together. They played a little bit there last year. Yeah, the true. numbers were good. When Bluchi, Brian, and Gidro is a thing, that line played pretty good together. So I would not be opposed to bring Derek Caron on that second line.
0: Or like you said, we still haven't seen Chucky with those two.
1: Yeah, I'm still curious to see that. But
0: then that kind of
1: that thins everything out so hard. Yeah, that's true. But then it, yeah I ideally I still think Matthew Chuck would be absolutely lights out with those two guys but I understand right now you can't quite you can't spread yourself that thin right now I understand yeah. so until you get another guy you maybe hold off on that
0: so it'll be interesting to see who we target but I really do think if you intend with him to play with Monty and Johnny yeah you got it you gotta get someone can think that quick totally totally agree Alright, last night we, we gushed on Riddick We had one goal It was Derek Ryan, right?
1: Derek Ryan on the tip from Travis Hamanick I thought it was an actually pretty good game from Hamanick and Hannafin
0: Yep, I mean they have been actually better in the last they 10 games They've been better in
1: the last little. I Well, except the uh, the Montreal game they got I forgot to mention they got I have never seen such poor possession measures they're like 16% or something It was brutal They got fucking crushed Travis Hamanick had something like 35 shot attempts against That night. (laughs) So it was good to see them bounce back because they got crushed against Montreal. And to be honest, like we were on the live yesterday and I was like, fuck, I think we're going to get blown out tonight because I just don't trust our defense against Matthews, Marner, Tavares. But they were good. Yep. They were good.
0: And David Rick was better. David
1: Rick bailed them out when they needed to be. And I mean, that was probably one of the most. It was kind of a boring game, to be honest. Didn't you find? Like, not much happened.
0: You know what? You know what I noticed was kind of weird? I was like, man, like this this game is weird, and I think it's because it was in Toronto and it was against Toronto. And you look like Toronto is just skill, and I haven't really seen it. Like I saw it last night. I know Don Cherry's talked about this. It's like they're not going to win. They don't have any like bangers, like you know what I mean. But it, so it's kind of interesting to see a team with just skill. It was a weird. It was a. It's a. It had a weird feel to it. It was a weird game
1: because, like, if you just watch that game. You wouldn't expect the flames like because I was like, "Holy shit!" The flames must have got well. I missed the first period because I was driving home. Um, but if you look at the expected goal rates afterwards, like the flames pretty heftily out score out chance the Leafs. Like the Leafs had had the majority of the possession, so shot attempts. But in terms of actual scoring chances, the flames had way more, which was kind of surprising to me. Yeah. So um, it was kind of a weird game. Yeah, it was. It was like Toronto had the puck more. The Flames created quite a few chances, but it's just a 1-1 game. Like, what the fuck?
0: You know who had a better game than usual is Jankowski. He was so good. if the Leafs are kind of showing interest in him, then that was a that was a good game for us. That was a show-me game. He dangled that guy. He did a couple of good things. He
1: did some good things. Yeah. So you got to think he's on his way out soon. And he was just like, send me to Toronto. I want to go home.
0: And they were probably like, Janko, you want
1: to get traded? you got to play good tonight. Play good tonight, Mark. So David Riddick, yeah, that, it was a weird game. Two, two kind of weird games. One game you get crushed and Riddick plays well. The next game you play okay. Riddick still keeps you in the game. It was a weird game. But again, like, I keep coming back to this. At some point, Johnny Gaudreau has to start being Johnny Gaudreau. And I haven't seen enough to give me a ton of confidence.
0: I haven't seen it long enough for me to doubt him yet.
1: I just think it's been the whole... Like, what is he on pace for, man? He's on pace for, like, 19 goals.
0: Well, I, I think I posted the other day. He, Connor McDavid... Johnny Goudreau is on pace for... Like 60 points. Here, I have it. Yeah. So, McDavid already has 70-plus points, because this was last week. Johnny Goudreau is on pace for 64. Maybe it's 66 now. It's insane. He had 100 points last year. He's on pace for 64. And he had 84 the year previous. Like, that's what I'm saying is like... But that's where I'm like, I, before, until he goes through an entire season of being flat, I gotta think he's gonna have a bounce back second. Well, year. okay. And again, maybe it'll be like the
1: reverse of last year, because he fell off a... He didn't fall off a cliff, but he was definitely way less effective post-All-Star break. But... Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a little concerned that we're gonna, like, this is gonna continue... Because if you look at who's driving the offense right now, it's mostly just Matthew Bichuk and Manjupani. Yeah. And Lindholm, like on their own, yeah. like that's it. You're getting some from Derek Ryan, but that's it. I still defense, like you're not getting any offense from Giordano, Hannafin, Hamannik, Rasmus, Shillington. You've got your offense pretty much completely sunk into three guys right now.
0: I said this. Uh, what was it, last week? I still feel like Johnny, Monty, Chucky, maybe even Geo. They're gonna have a bounce back second half.
1: Well, yeah. Like even though Kachuk has is leading the team in scoring and having a decent season, I still think he has way more to give.
0: Yeah. Probably the same with and, too, but. and maybe. Let's hope. If they need some help, it's just an injection. That Trey Living brings someone else in that can play minutes in top six positions all. Every night. But honestly, I I still think at least Johnny and Monty will have a bounce back second half.
1: I hope so. And I'm not saying they're not going to. It's just like so far, I'm just like... I'm. Now, at the point of right now, we're past the halfway point. We're almost at 50 games. I haven't seen enough to be like, yeah, these guys are going to turn it around at some point. At some point, it's going to turn around. And it's like, Cam waiting for it. It's not happening. Oh, you had two goals against Toronto in... Like, middle of December, maybe that's the turning point. No. Nope. oh well, we played pretty good. I think it was against Minnesota that one game where we won in the shootout. No. Nope. It's just like, at some point, it's got to turn around here for these two guys. Yeah. Also, we fucking rule in the shootout now, apparently. five Five and a half.
0: Undefeated! What was it? How many did we lose in a row? Like, nine. We used to suck. See what I mean? It all balances out. <laughs> it's a good all right, so we got Ottawa tomorrow night before the break you got to win this. You can't come
1: out and lay an egg tomorrow. So, And I know there's some concern about it. it's Like, yeah, it's an afternoon game. you got a week off after the game. Most guys might be checked out.
0: Well, they already checked out for the first half of this week, so I think they'll be okay.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to be fine tomorrow. Kachuk versus Kachuk. You know, Matthew's going to be ready to fucking go. He's always ready to go. We'll though.
0: see Talbot tomorrow? I think. I don't see I why. why
1: you, I don't see any reason why Riddick would play over Talbot tomorrow.
0: Do you think they've learned? The guy needs fucking rest. Right?
1: Like, have you seen how he's played coming off a nice little extended period of rest? Right? Like, unbelievable. Like, you
0: don't want the reverse to happen.
1: Talbot's also hot right now. Exactly. So, I think...
0: Maybe like, this is bad. We're going to a break with both goaltenders hot. Right? It's
1: like, remember <laughs> last year? That was the narrative, I think, going into the last year. It was like, oh, shit. We're on a huge winning streak right now. Yeah,
0: and then we sucked and then after. Then we sucked after. So, hopefully our goal. Goaltenders- hopefully
1: they suck tomorrow.
0: Hopefully our goaltending doesn't suck after the break.
1: But I think you'll see a talent tomorrow for sure.